Hey there, dear listeners. I have some good news. I'm finally launching my Invincible Solopreneur community. I've been talking about this for a while. So I finally got it designed. I have it up and running on Discord if you're familiar with that. I'm going to pair that with a Solopreneur workshop that I'm going to be hosting in February this year. It's going to be all about how to quit your 9-to-5 job and launch that first business. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So this is issue number 58, launching my Invincible Solopreneur community. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, there's going to be some links that you can use if you are interested in joining the community, signing up for the premium newsletter. All of that is going to give you access to the workshops and the community of like-minded entrepreneurs. So it is time. I'm finally doing it. I've been talking about it for a while. So the folks who upgrade to the premium newsletter subscription or do a one-time purchase of a lifetime membership can get into the community, um, access the workshops. The lifetime means you can stay as long as you want. And the reason I'm doing this, I like communities I have a few communities that I run and uh, quite a few that I've joined that have been so helpful for me during my professional career and helping me with other goals that I pursue like writing. I wouldn't be where I am today with my business without finding supportive entrepreneurial peers who've helped me during my journey. Solopreneurship can feel lonely at times. I'm not going to kid you about that. Some people take easily to that. I'm pretty good with uh, working alone and working in my home office. Some people miss the company of other folks. So it can feel a little lonely at times. And running a business can feel overwhelming. I don't know anyone who runs a business that doesn't have moments of, oh boy, (laughs) what have I gotten into? I really wish I had someone I could talk to. Being part of a wonderful community makes all the difference in the world. However, I know how hard it is to find the right supportive community that can help you during your journey of designing, building, and growing a lifestyle business. I've found a lot of other business communities over the years, started doing this. Wow. Um, I think I did it initially when I launched my tech startup. So I had joined a business community, mostly entrepreneurs, to help me learn how to market my tech startup and learn all the ins and outs of that. Um, but it's been hard finding a community that's really focused on lifestyle businesses. So that's why I'm creating this community. If you can't find the community you need, can't find one to join, create one. I say that all the time. So I put my money where my mouth is and I did it. Uh, Over the past few years, 
I've tried local business communities, but they just weren't quite right. They didn't seem to understand what I was doing with my online business. They were running very different types of businesses and they were doing local retail businesses. And so it really wasn't that helpful. I wasn't learning much. I joined an online community of entrepreneurs, which initially seemed interesting, but they really only seemed interested in money. It was all about money, money, money. And they kept sharing and talking about get rich quick schemes, all the ways to kind of hack the system and make quick money. And that's not what I'm about. And then there was another community, but it again seemed promising, but it was mostly from a single profession. So it's from a profession that really isn't any of my past professions. And it didn't say that it was this, but it kind of ended up being this, I think just the nature of the culture. And it's just way too large, way too large to be useful. You've probably experience this with other types of group settings. You know, having a group conversation or a meeting, that could be okay with five people, a dozen people, a meeting or a community can be good when it's 50, 100. Uh, so it starts to get over a thousand and this one has reached several thousand. It's just too many people. I've found that I kind of checked out. I haven't really been using it for months. It's overwhelming. It's just too much going by in all the channels, too many people talking, too many new names, and it's hard to even be heard. It's hard to get a question answered. It's hard to have a conversation, and it's become just not very welcoming. It's too large. That's like these parties. If you've ever been to a party that got out of control and got too big, it just wasn't fun anymore, and that's kind of the the nature of this one, unfortunately. So I wanted to create a place for people who come from diverse backgrounds. So I don't want everybody from a single profession. Uh, I don't want everybody that's the same age. You know, it's, this isn't being built just for people who are 21 years old. Uh, I want it to be a place for people who are building a lifestyle business. So this isn't get rich quick. This isn't build the next Facebook or Amazon and, oh boy, I'm going to be a multi-billionaire. That's not what this is about. It's a lifestyle business. And as such, I really want people who want to quit their job because they want freedom. They crave freedom in their life. They want to control their days. They want to be happier. They want more time for their health and wellness to take care of themselves, to be spending time with friends and family. So people who care more about the freedom and flexibility of a lifestyle business than becoming excessively wealthy. I want a community that is friendly and supportive and encouraging. I demand that. I do that in my career community too. If someone's not helpful, if they're not friendly, if they're cruel or mean or dismissive, they get booted out. I had enough of that during my working career. <laughs> uh, I don't need this in a community that I control. So I want friendly people who help each other and they encourage each other. And as I said, I don't like the big, big communities. So this is for people who enjoy a smaller, more intimate community where we all get to know each other, where you know everybody. So the way I've structured this for now um, is that you can join the community if you become a premium subscriber to my newsletter and it's $20 a month. So 
access to a community, access to me, access to these workshops for $20 a month. Or you can pay a one-time fee of $497, $497, and have lifetime access. Pay once, be done forever. So it gives you lifetime access to the community, the group coaching, the workshops, because the reality is we're in our businesses, if we're doing this right, for decades, hopefully the rest of our life, because we've structured it to be something we love doing, something we enjoy. And so we always want the camaraderie and the support from our like-minded business peers. So where are you with your journey? Where are you with this entrepreneurial journey? Maybe number one, you have the business idea, a singular idea. You know exactly what you want to do. Number two, maybe you have a few business ideas you've been kicking around, but you're not sure how to pick the right one. How do you pick the winning idea? Or three, you want to start a business. You want to quit your job, but you don't have a great idea for it yet. You know, you're like, I'm not quite sure what I want to do. I don't know. Help me. So if you already know the business you want to build, you may just need help with planning. Maybe you want to learn a few new things. Like I was learning marketing, for example. Um, you want to have these supportive peers. You want a community of people who can help support you. You want to find some folks who can provide accountability. It's super important. It helps you stay on track, encourages you to keep going. If you have some ideas, but you need to narrow them down. You need to go through those and make a decision to pick that one great idea. It would be really helpful to attend my upcoming solopreneur workshop I'm going to be hosting in February. It's all about how do you quit a nine to five job and launch that solopreneur lifestyle business. And then in that, I do want to share a framework for assessing your ideas to pick the right one that you're going to take forward. Plus, you can bounce ideas off the community members to get feedback. So you could be in the community and say, hey, I'm considering three different business ideas and here are the models. Here's what I think the revenue would look like. Here's how prepared I am to run each one. What do you think? What am I missing? Which one sounds like it has legs? Which one has issues? Which one do you think would be really hard to run? So you can get feedback from other people who are also building businesses or already running a business and they know what they're doing. Now, if you don't have any idea for your new business yet, I will always recommend focusing on what you already know and do well. What do you already know? What do you already do well? rather than stuff that you're not familiar with, that you have no idea how to do, <laughs> or it's going to require a significant amount of investment. I never want you to do that. That's risky. You already have existing talents, skills, knowledge, and experience that can be combined in new ways to forge a new business plan. Sometimes I refer to this as different Lego blocks from your background, from your jobs and your school and your life experiences that you can tear apart and recombine in different ways to build different businesses that tap into those aspects of you, what you know and what you can already do. 
I often refer to this as turning your job description into a business plan because you've already been doing your job. <laughs> you already know how to do it well. What if you transform that into an independent business plan? Now, I've mentioned this before in past uh, newsletters and episodes, but it kind of boils down into three types of businesses. Number one, selling what you can do. Number two, selling what you know. And number three, selling who you've become. That's an interesting one. I'll save that for last. So number one, what do you already do for your job? This is one of the easiest businesses for nine to five employees to launch. It's based on what you already have several years of experience doing in your day-to-day job. You've either been providing a variety of services. Let's say, for example, you're an accountant and you've been providing accounting services or bookkeeping services for years. Maybe you've been making some sort of product. Let's say you're an engineer and you know how to write code and you can build software. Or you're a carpenter and you know how to build furniture. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Some jobs, it's a little bit of products and services. A lot of software tech companies do that. I worked in companies where we had a product and we also provided services. The first solopreneur business I launched, and this was way back in 1998. <laughs> yeah, I've been around a while. This is way back in 98. It was based on this model. I was a senior designer at a tech startup that had just gone through a massive layoff. So we'd been acquired. The company took all of our IP and then they laid all of us off. Very nice. And so the founder and CEO launched a new startup and basically said, let's all go and do this and hired us all back for this new startup. And we had just had our first baby and I think my wife was pregnant with our second child and I wanted more stability in my career, which is kind of funny, right? Start a business to have more stability. And that's a common myth. There is a common myth that a nine to five job is more stable than being self-employed. And I do not agree with that because you have very little under your control in your job. I hope the millions of layoffs that have happened over the past four years have changed people's mind about that. You can't control the company and the bad decisions leadership might make and the reasons they have to get rid of millions of people. That's not stability. Running your own business and leveraging your own intelligence and hard work and scrappiness, that'll give you more stability. That's why I did it. I formed a solopreneur design agency in about a day. It wasn't complex and it was up and running in less than a week before I'd even decided and formally rejected this new job offer at the new startup. I had my first client. I was selling what I could already do. This is what I did. I had been providing my software design services for many years as a full-time employee when I was at IBM doing software design and usability testing. I was at Apple. It used to be called Apple Computer back then. I was a designer there. And I'd worked with some startups. So if you're going to do this, I encourage you to consider 
two different options when you use your existing job as a template for your new business. And I'm going to talk about a lot of this in the upcoming workshop. I know this is a lot to absorb, especially through a podcast. And that's why I'm creating these workshops and the community. So it's not you feeling alone and trying to do it on your own, but there is a workshop and materials and a workbook to help you capture these ideas, to go through the steps, to talk with me, to talk with other people and to be in the community and building your business every day. So there are two different options you can use. One is probably faster and easier and the other, the other option will probably end up making you happier. You'll enjoy it more. One is to copy and paste your nine to five job. So that's kind of literally taking your job description and turn it into a, a business. And two, only use the best parts of your job. My first solopreneur business I just talked about, that was pretty much a copy and paste. That was pretty much copying and pasting the job requirements from my previous job as a designer at that startup. And it literally didn't feel like anything had changed in my working life. It was a little, it was a little strange, probably the weirdest business to start and the weirdest experience because nothing felt very different. I was still working with the same people, same engineers and designers and salespeople and marketing people and leaders. I was still working on a very similar product. You know, we started a new hardware software product that wasn't that different than the previous startup had. So it felt very familiar. And I was doing a lot of the same work tasks, designing software, creating the visuals, writing specifications, working with engineers. It was very similar. Over time, I started focusing on more of the work activities I enjoyed the most. And that was like creating innovative and strategic new concepts. Love that. I have a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. And doing more of the things I was really good at doing. I was really good at prototyping. So it was kind of writing some code and designing and building these prototypes that were used to explain the product and to go on sales calls and demo it. And I liked doing that. I was really good at doing that. And as a consultant, I could outsource the other tasks by hiring subcontractors who were better at those tasks and enjoyed that kind of work. And we did that. We did a lot of that. You know, someone who was an amazing visual designer who helped do some icon designs for us. Beautiful icon suite for the product. We hired somebody else to do usability testing. Somebody who did that for their own business and they like doing it and they're great at it. So I stopped doing those tasks because I don't like them and I'm not that good at them. So my business did slowly move more and more to option two over time. The second solopreneur business that I launched before I left my last executive job, it was pretty much completely option two. I did not copy and paste my product leadership role to create my new business. You know, I didn't go sit in a seat somewhere in a building and spend eight to 10 hours a day being a product leader for somebody. Uh, instead, I focused on the value I could deliver to startups and smaller corporations through my experience with product design and business strategy. I did a lot of that. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. It was a definitely more of a thinking business that, quote, sold my brain than a production business that sold my time and what I could produce. So 
you know, my previous business, I was designing stuff. So I was creating mock-ups. I was writing specifications. And some of the best advice I got from Marty Kagan, if you know him, Silicon Valley product group, he said, get out of the business of selling deliverables, being on the hook for deliverables, like making mock-ups and writing specifications. He said, sell your mind, sell your brain, sell your knowledge. When you create a new business, you have this rare opportunity to take the best of your work experiences forward into your working life and leave the bad stuff behind. Leave the unpleasant task behind. Leave the stuff you don't enjoy doing behind. Leave the boring stuff behind. Why would you not try to make that happen? You can always fall back to option one if necessary. And here's the cool thing about designing your own business, running your own business, and being your own boss. You could do whatever you want. You're not locked into something. You can offer different services to different clients as appropriate. Perhaps one client just wants your strategic advice, so you provide that, you sell that. I've worked with people that hired me to come in and just talk with them for four or five hours about what was going on in the competitive landscape of a specific type of business. Another client might want you to take on the role of an interim employee while they look for a full-time person. You know, like being an acting head of product or an acting head of design. And I've done that too. I've had clients that said, we need a head of design and I didn't want to be an employee. So I said, I can play that role and be in that seat and help you find your full-time person. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll be that person. I'll run the team. The cool thing is you get to decide. So this second type of business, which is a lot more like that is what do you know? This business is more of an advisory role than behaving like a contractor or a consultant. You're not selling what you can do. You're selling what you know. The knowledge and experience you've accumulated during your life, your entire life. Think back to your earliest experiences, your earliest education, school, all your jobs, everything. My current solopreneur coaching business is probably most of this model with a dash of selling probably the, what I consider the best parts of my previous leadership jobs. I was looking back on this and I kind of forgot some of it, but I've been in different management and leadership roles since the late 1980s. Now I've been doing this since I was kind of in my early twenties, late teens, yeah, definitely early twenties. I'd forgotten that I'd been in management and supervisory roles. Over the decades, I've learned a lot about managing people, dealing with employee issues, hiring, firing, promotions, giving people raises, coaching performance, coaching people in their careers, motivating and inspiring teams, getting them behind an idea. So creating a career coaching practice that I do through Invincible Career, if you have seen my invinciblecareer.com website, I created this over seven years ago. It felt like a natural extension of my experiences and leveraging what I already knew very well. 
In fact, many of my clients have been people who used to work for me. <laughs> it's kind of kind of funny. It's kind of fun. I, lo- I love these people. They used to be my employees. Or they used to work with me. We partnered on projects. They knew me from you know, stuff that I'd done within the company, presentations I'd made. And this all was during my tech career. So I coached them when I was their boss inside of a company. That's part of what a good boss should be doing with people. And now I coach them from outside of a corporate environment. And it's rather liberating and enjoyable. You will create a more scalable and profitable business when you sell your knowledge and your talent instead of your time. There are only so many hours you can work in a week. There's only so many hours you can bill when you're running a business. And you're always going to hit a ceiling with that. But you can sell what you know to an infinite number of customers. If you create courses or you do training, you write books, you have digital products, millions and millions and millions of people can buy that with no additional effort from you. It's scalable. It's powerful. So what valuable knowledge do you have locked up inside your head? What have you learned? What do you know that others wish they knew? Who could benefit from that the most? Who would want to purchase that knowledge? And then three, the final type of business is sell your success. This type of business works if you've achieved a level of success, doing something that others dream of doing, things they dream of accomplishing. And this could be as an employee or as a business owner or something else entirely, right? Like an author. I recently had a guest on my podcast who is doing exactly this as part of his side hustle business, Nate Davis. I have a link to the podcast. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, you can find this and you can find this episode. He is a very talented and successful local real estate agent. I've known him for years. So now he has become a coach who offers mentorship for aspiring investors and a program that paves the way for success for others who are interested in real estate investments. So there are people who are observing him, people who want to be investors, people who want to be real estate agents, and they see his success and they want to be Nate. They want to become as successful as he has been. Now, this is the most challenging business of the three to build. Not everyone can do it because it goes beyond what you used to do or even what you know. It's kind of based on who you are. It's based on your career and life path. It's based on your notable success, that people can see that you've been successful, that you are known for that, that you have a title that shows that, you have books being sold as bestsellers on Amazon or whatever, right? And, you know, the lifestyle that you have. And that I don't mean lifestyles of the rich and shameless. I mean, they're living a good life. Maybe it's because they have tons of freedom. Maybe you're watching and you're like, wow, they go skiing every week. I want to go skiing every week. How do they do that? Uh, another good example is Ryan Holiday. If you've heard of Ryan, he's a best-selling author. He used to work in the corporate world. He used to do marketing. And then he went on to build his own agency. I think it was a creative agency. And he's wrote numerous books, at least 10, that have sold millions of copies. His books have sold a lot. He's known for his 
stoic writing that he does, the daily stoic, things like that. Aspiring authors who dream of, quote, becoming him, becoming Ryan Holiday and having his success, they pay thousands of dollars for his advice. I wish I had a link to the podcast. I, I could have sworn I heard him on a podcast talking about this and maybe it was another author, but they charge something like $5,000 an hour to give advice on how to become a best-selling author because it's worth it. They are a big success and everyone knows it. Now, without his publishing success, would he have so many loyal followers online, people who hang on his every word and wish they could become a writer like him, an author like him, a best-selling author? Probably not. However, you don't have to reach that level of being a best-selling author to build a business like this. You simply need to have reached a level of success in your career or your business that others aspire to achieve. For example, I was a vice president at one of the top internet companies in the world. And I climbed my way up to that. It was a lot of hard work. So some people hire me for career advice and leadership coaching because they want to become executive leaders and they find that advice helpful. They want to achieve what I achieved. So what have you achieved? That someone who's earlier in their journey would find useful because you don't have to be way ahead at the top or pinnacle. You just need to be a few steps ahead of someone else who will look up and say, I want that. I want that kind of success. So let me wrap up by asking if you'd be interested in joining this solopreneur community I've been talking about. If you are serious about quitting your job someday, you really want to do this, and you want to start your own business, we can help. We're here for you. As I mentioned earlier, there is nothing like having a supportive entrepreneurial community on your side. I think every business owner benefits from having like-minded peers who can help with encouragement, giving advice, answering questions, providing guidance, and so much more. There's so many things that go into running a business. So I'm going to be opening this community up to the public soon. I'm going to be broadcasting on all the social media channels I have. And I'm starting out pretty low, like I said, $20 a month but I want to keep the community small so the membership price may increase later to kind of control that. This is your chance to lock in a lower rate or you could pay once and get that lifetime access that I mentioned. And I have links for all this. If you go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com, this is launching my Invincible Solopreneur Community issue number 5858. And you can find the links to do this. Um... This year, for the first time, I'm going to be offering live workshops and providing short workbook exercises to prepare for those workshops. It's going to be quick, simple actions you can take versus some of the more complicated stuff I've done before and detailed challenges. You know, I've had some of those over the past few years, and I know they, they were a little intense. So I'm going to try to make this faster and easier for people. Premium subscribers to my newsletter will have free access to the workshops throughout the year. They can join for free. But I am going to be opening up the workshops to everyone, to the public, and so they can buy a ticket and attend if they'd like. 
Or if you want to remain a free listener or a free newsletter subscriber, if you read my newsletter, you can do that. And you could just sign up for one of the workshops that seems interesting. You know, I'm going to do one on sales, for example, on marketing, on creating your own content engine. Some of the stuff I'm looking at doing is helping you identify your new business idea. So talking through a lot of what I just shared, how to use that job description and write your business plan, how to set up a business plan, how to set up a business online, all the tools and systems you can use, ways to take payments, ways to host your website, ways to set up a podcast or a newsletter, set up your marketing, set up your advertising. Um, very important to find your ideal customer. Who is this ideal person that you want to buy from you? And how do you attract those ideal customers? Where are they? What appeals to them? Creating something I call your invincible content factory. And uh, this podcast and my newsletters are part of that system that I use. How to position your products or your services uniquely. How do you stand out in the market? How are you better or different from everyone else that's out there? How do you do sales that doesn't suck? I used to hate sales. And the model I've created and I use now, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy it. And it's a way to sell to your customers or your clients using this strategy in a way that you'll, you'll enjoy it too. Can you imagine that? Sales you actually enjoy. Important one, how to design your business around your ideal life. So instead of trying to live your life around your job, which a lot of us have had to do, you get to define your ideal life and then design a business around that. Imagine that. And then a big one, final one, scaling this lifestyle business. So how do you make more money? How do you scale it? How do you do it in a way that's not going to have you working 12 hours a day? And uh, I don't work 12 hours a day, I'll tell you that. So as I mentioned, there's going to be a lifetime membership. So you could pay once and stay in the communities for as long as you want. Or you can do that monthly subscription fee. You know, it's $20 a month. Um, yeah. So what does this give you? It gives you an invitation to the community. So you get uh, get the advice, feedback, and support from me and like-minded peers in this Discord community. I'm going to have weekly office hours and a private channel in the Discord community every Monday. Uh, free access to the live workshops that I mentioned. And then you get to engage with me in the community. Hey, we're here to be your business peers, your friends, your confidants. Um, hope to see you there. I hope you'll check it out and uh, join the community or join one of the workshops. I would love to help you with launching your solopreneur lifestyle business. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams.